curator, unfiltered storyteller, and founder, J.R. Arnett of My Project's Runway, is a storytelling platform that challenges the stereotypes of New York City housing residents. Join me as we take a closer look into her story to unlock the hidden gems and everyday inspirations. Here's Off the Cuff with J.R. Arnett. here to talk a little bit more about my project's runway. Uh, tell me the vision behind that. So, um, quarantine, everybody was locked in their house, Doing, like, yep. stuck home, couldn't do anything, you can't go to the gym, you can't get dressed up and go to events. It was just like a, a point where I feel like people were mentally challenged. Mm-hmm. And me being the creative person that I am, I feel like I couldn't just stay home and like do absolutely nothing because I was always on the move. I always had to get something done. So I wanted to, like, dress up and take pictures. So I, like, put my makeup on. I put on this pink two-piece outfit. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go take pictures in my hallway. And then I started to realize, like, okay, I'm going to go take pictures in the hallway. But some people might see this as, like, they just might not be too accepting of it. Or they'd Mm. probably just be like, oh, she lives in the projects. Or, like, she's taking pictures in the hallway of the projects, like. So I really wanted to change the narrative of my photo series, and I called it My Project's Runway, Mm. and I feel like it just took off from there where I was like, okay, I want to make this into, like, a platform because the feedback I got from it was like, wow, like, I'm really inspired that you took photos in your hallway. I'm really inspired that you're owning this, like, part of who you are because a lot of people are embarrassed to own this part. Mm. So I transformed it into a whole platform, and I wanted to use this platform to change the narrative of what the, the projects is in New York City. People see it as like it's crime infested, welfare recipients, mm-hmm. single parents, um, drugs, like just all of that stuff. I wanted to flip it and like change what people see about it. Absolutely. And um, I, I'm so glad that you did it. And when you talk about photo series, are you talking about your own individual uh, Instagram profile? Yes. So I started the my project runway series on my own instagram so it was just a series of different photos and i was like in different outfits and i had my little brother like take (laughs) my camera and train him to like know what the angles are i'm like just fix this right here redo this right here and then i just edit the photos myself and i went to my roof on my building and i took pictures up there Mm. but i really wanted to like capture the different experiences that people have when you're in the projects like your hallway Mm -hmm. the elevator which is one thing that like i feel has a lot of symbolism because you could walk into elevator and it'd be nasty with piss and it just has a lot of nasty stuff going on but that's people's lives like they have to walk into those buildings and have this experience because that's where they live and i wanted to like flip that and have not people just think about those things but the other things absolutely and then going into these experiences and highlighting these moments um you mentioned that you got feedback from your friends and stuff uh to keep you going and stuff um Mm -hmm. when you first posted that first picture um what was going through your mind i just wanted to post a like photo series i was like okay like i look cute we're in quarantine we can't go nowhere so like I'm going to be in my hallway. But then I had like random people writing me like, oh, my God, I'm really happy you posted this because now I feel like I can go take pictures in my hallway and I have nowhere to go. And it just got deeper because I had, um, you know, Phil, 
Yeah, he's, so yeah, yeah, so for he, sure. Yeah. He wrote me saying, "Wow, like I grew up in the projects, wow. but I don't live there anymore. But I think it would be really dope if, like, you made this a little bigger because." Mm. I would share my story and like I know a lot of people would share their stories and it really gave me like the bug because I was like I'm really into storytelling yeah. as well like I consider myself an unfiltered storyteller and a community lover so what better way to like share people's stories than making it about the projects and where people come from and how they like navigated through this lifestyle. So I'm in my infamous hallway where my project runway was started. And when I'm in these hallways and I'm taking my pictures, I feel very creative and, hmm, what's another word to say? Happy, because this is where I live, this is where I grew up, and I'm gonna own it no matter if it is messy and dirty and needs to be cleaned up a little bit more. This is where I grew up, and I think that if you grew up in the projects, you should be happy about it as well. But. Beyond that, this is literally the hallway. This is where I took my first few photos at, like right in front of this elevator. And this is where my drip gets previewed when we were in quarantine. And uh, how do you go about capturing people's stories? Well, it's really hard right now and I feel like it's a work in progress. So sometimes I contact people, I do like my own outreach yeah. because I know they have a story to tell. They just may not be thinking about it in the way that I'm thinking about it. Mm. So there's that. Or I have a few people that have reached out to me through DM or through email and they have a story to share. But a lot of it right now is constructed through outreach and me going about it in my own way. And like just seeing people when I have my camera, like, can I take a picture of you? Can we have a conversation? And like capturing it like off the cuff, really, yeah. like yeah. literally. <laughs> Absolutely, and and I think that's the best way to capture people's like authentic story, right? Like you say, you're an unfiltered storyteller. Mm -hmm. um, well, what about you is so important about storytelling? Well, I know that I have my own personal story, and like a lot of people won't know it by just looking at me and seeing how I am or like the things that I care about. You really have to like sit down and have a conversation with me to know like what my life is about or what I care about. So I feel like when we look at people from the outside, we can't really tell a story about them. We don't really know what's going on in their life or a big moment that happened that was like, this is me, this is who I am. Yeah. So I feel like me just having that contact and like getting that story is like, really important to me because people in the projects, especially like black and brown people, we have a lot of issues that are like mainstream issues, mm -hmm. but we don't really like dissect them. We don't really like talk about the real okay. problems and why they are issues. And we have these things in society that are problems. So for me, it was like, I got to see these people. I want to talk to them. And I really want to know like something deeper about them that yeah. someone may have never asked them. Absolutely. And, and that to me is so powerful because I think it's obviously why we're here today, right? To unlock your story and a lot of those things that people may not ever knew about you or my Projects Runway. And when, when people are submitting their stories, um, I think for me, it's one of those things where um, I, I follow the page, I'm on the page. And I, and I think the imagery there just really attests to authentic, the, authentic, the, the authenticity of the individual. Um, and there's so much emotion going through me when I'm reading these stories because I never know what to expect. Mm. Um, I'm curious to know what are the emotions for you when you're either, you know, speaking to some of these people in person or just even reading some of the content? Well, 
For the stories that people submitted recently, when I read them at first, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, it's like a wow feeling because you never really know what someone's first experience is like or like the things that they're sharing are very personal to them. And it's altered like who they are as a person or it's like contributed to it. So like recently, I don't know if you want me to share one right now. Absolutely, yeah, this is open Um, form. My friend, Mari, she recently shared her story and the stories can be about anything, Mm -hmm. but people mostly talk about how growing up in the projects affected them or like what it means to them. So she has said she was in Brooklyn College around here um, and she had walked with someone near her school and the projects was right across the street and the person was like, we shouldn't walk over there because of their own fear. And she was like, well, you should know like I'm from the projects mm-hmm. and you're only scared because of your own problems, not because the people in there are bad people. And it really made me feel like this is what people think about. Like mm-hmm. when they see the projects, they want to rush through it or they want to walk around it. Right. And they don't really think about like what's actually happening. Like there's real people that live here, working people. Yeah. So it just made me think like, this is a big deal, and I'm happy that she shared that because it gives other people perspective that are following my page that don't come from the projects. Right, and from that experience, right, I'm sure you have a you had a pivotal moment in your life where mm-hmm. you came across something like that, maybe from an outsider or you know even a friend. Um, I'm curious to know, did what what that experience was that for you? Well, I've had multiple experiences that made me really think and actually motivated me to make this platform. Even when Phil's told me, like, you should make this a platform. Because yeah. I really had to sit and reflect on my own experiences. And like I said, I come from Afro, Afro-Latinx household, but I also have a white father. Mm-hmm. So coming from a white father, they, my white family kind of isn't knowledgeable about the things and, like, the communities in New York City because right. they're from California. California lifestyle is totally different. And I had a family member, I think I was about 10, And the person had asked me, do you live in the brownstone building in New York City? Mm. And I said yes, not understanding what they were asking me as Uh a kid. But it stuck with me my whole life because I realized later on she was asking if I lived in the projects Mm. in New York. And then um, my friend in my freshman year, who I don't associate with now, um, she came to my house for Thanksgiving. And I guess she lives in a, a house or whatever. Um, she had came and then when we went back to school after Thanksgiving, someone else came up to me like, oh, I heard you live in the projects. And I'm like, this person really went and said like, yo, this girl lives in the projects. So it just makes me think a little deeper. Like people really sit and talk about people that live in the projects or come from the projects. It's just a weird thing. Wow. Look at that. And I'm glad you're, you're finally being able to discover some of these stories and really flip the narrative of the projects or what the, the misconceptions and the stereotypes are uh, to be able to really push everybody's stories out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to know, what, what are some of your favorite stories right now? Well, I have two. And recently, um, his name is Adam. He submitted his story. And he is a part of the LGBTQ plus community. And he, b- before he came out, he was scared. Like people talked about his femininity. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say that word correctly, <laughs> but um, basically, he's flamboyant and like he's out there. And when you come from the projects, that's not really accepted because yeah. 
you're around people that like want to be macho, they want to be gangsters, they want to be like strong and looked at as like this macho person on the outside. So he told his story about how like when he came out, he really got support from his community and he's happy mm. that he's able to be himself and be a community leader. So I feel like that's one of my favorite stories because my project's runway is all about owning who you are and where you come from and being accepted in your community as someone who's a part of the LGBTQ plus community is really like a powerful thing. Yeah. And I know like he would, before he would walk around in his skirt, his heels, and like we would be like, yes, like yeah. you do that because that's who you are. And now he's just super happy to be who he is. Absolutely. Look at that. And you said there was a, yeah. another one? So I have this woman. Her name is Esther. She's from TAF, which mm. is a project in East Harlem. She turned 100 years old. Mm. <laughs> I actually read about that one, too. Yeah. Yeah, she turned 100. And, like, when you look at the picture, if you saw the picture on Instagram, yeah. she does not look 100 years nah, old. No, she doesn't. She looked like she'd be out and about. Yeah. She does not look 100. And her niece wrote me and was like, um, my aunt is looking for a wheelchair. I'm mm. not sure if you can, like, help me out in this situation. But this is her story and this is her photo. And I would really appreciate if you can help me find her a wheelchair. So we posted the photo. We posted the story. And, like, I had, like, over 100 shares wow. on it. And I had had this man wrote me. And he was like, hey, I'm going to post this and I'm going to see what I can do. And he had like 32.5K followers. And he helped me get in contact with this woman who has her own company called Vita Hair Growth, which is mm. like a Dominican-owned hair, natural hair brand. And she's the one who got the wheelchair and gave her $200. Wow. So it was like my favorite story because this lady really needed the wheelchair. She's yeah. like an older woman who like has her home attendant and her I think her son in the house with her, and they really needed a wheelchair. Wow. And we were able to make it happen. Look at that. And that's, to me, is such a blessing. And it's actually, I was going to mention, that's one of my favorite stories, too. Um, lo looking at it, um, you kind of just see the cycle of the excitement, the celebration in between. And that's one thing that I wanted to highlight and kind of, you know, pay homage to you for, like, being able to put it out there. And then immediately, I think it was, like, in within a few days or maybe a week, you get a wheelchair and you make it happen. Yeah, it was, like, a week. There you go. <laughs> and it was a beautiful thing. And then the community part, right? Because you're a big advocate for your community and you call yourself a community lover, right? Mm -hmm. um, where does that ambition and hunger come from? I think it comes from growing up in the neighborhood that I grew up in. Knowing that, like, I, I got lucky. I had got access to higher education. Mm -hmm. I went to the path to go to college. I became a first-generation college graduate. I think that... Being able to be educated and, like, have knowledge on certain things that other people don't have knowledge on, it really inspires me because I want these people to know about the political system. I yeah. want these people to know about their rights, like, when it comes to police brutality and all this stuff going on. I want them to understand that they have the power to take control of their life and the things that happen. So... I think it's just me wanting to educate people and, like, feeling like I can do more by yeah. empowering people and, like, spreading knowledge. I think it really comes from, like, just educating people and teaching them that they don't have to be in the situations that they're in. Yeah, like, There's absolutely. more options. You know, I'm glad that, you know, we had the opportunity to really shine a light on the stories on, onto the platform. Um, but I'm curious to know, what advice would you share to the young kids who maybe tune in today from, like, literally, I would say all, all across the world, all ages, all backgrounds? 
Um, what advice would you share for them for someone who may be growing up in the projects today? Um, so I would tell them to follow your dreams no matter what. If your circumstances, if you feel like it's hard to be successful where you are and like the certain things that are going on in your life, I get that. Like it may be hard, but anything's possible. And I say that because we just got our 2021 president yes. and our vice president. Absolutely. And being that we have a black woman mm. who is the first woman that's going to be near the Oval Office is very powerful. Huge. So I feel like just looking at that and seeing that and internalizing it just so you can know that anything is possible Absolutely. at any point in time. I think that is really what I would want them to understand and get educated. College is not for everybody, yeah. but if you can learn something and like teach somebody else and always pay it forward, I mm. think that's the biggest thing here. You know, that's my model, paying it forward and stuff. But um, that to me was inspiring just to see, like you said, first woman, African-American woman at that as well, um, to be in an office like that. When you see certain successes that happen around you from women who are entering these new spaces, maybe for the first time, or just continue the path, how does that make you feel? Um, I'm going to run for president. Really? Let's do it. <laughs> no, I'm... I don't know what I'm going to do in the future, but it, yesterday it made me feel like that was possible. Mm. Like, just to see someone in the office that's a woman, it just made me feel like it was possible so I can only imagine what like other little girls were seeing or feeling and yeah. other women who thought that it would never be possible. Yeah. And that to me is amazing. So, you know, continue shining, continue um, going on to the things there. But I'm going to kind of I'll wrap things up here for the first last couple of questions. Um, I'm curious to know what what's next for my project's runway. Um, so, I'm, like I said, I'm doing a video and Right now, I'm actually waiting on sponsorship mm. from this company, and I'm going to select five stories, and basically the company is someone that blows up like images and pictures. Nice. So my goal next is to have five stories like that were submitted and feature them in the projects that they are from and wow. like have the picture like blown up and the story blown up so that people can walk by and see it and read it. Yeah. And like they can see themselves in a different light than they probably ever see themselves. Wow, look at that. So. I guess like a, almost like a gallery. Exactly. That's beautiful. Um, you know, I, I've been in, in positions where I've seen something like that. I can tell you it's so moving, especially if it's your story being highlighted in many ways. Um, and how do we best support you moving forward? Um, I feel like just sharing and this in general is supporting me because I feel like a lot of people see me and they like know I'm into a lot of different things and they're like, oh, she does a lot of different stuff. But to have this conversation and really go into detail about like what I'm about and what I care about, yeah. I feel like this is the best support I could, could have gotten. Nah, I appreciate you sharing that. And I, and I thank you for one, you know, saying that, but also I thank you for even, you know, making your way here and um, having this conversation for me. Because to me, it's always beautiful to like get the deeper story of somebody. And I think um, I was able to encounter more of you. So I appreciate you sharing and your transparency as well. So thank you for having I thank me. Thank you. Absolutely. But before you go, I did incorporate a new segment onto the show, right? Um, it's a new segment. Um, very, very new. Um, only happening, well, from season two and beyond. 
and it's called Hidden Gems. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a variety of questions. Okay. All you have to do is answer as fast as you can in 30 seconds. Okay. Strictly off the cuff, whatever comes to mind. Mm. Ready? Are you ready? Mm -hmm. I bet. So I'm going to set my timer for 30 seconds. And we're going to make sure that we'll get through this in many instances. Cool. So mm -hmm. 30 seconds on the clock. Ready? Mm -hmm. Favorite Air Jordan of all time? Uh, Air Jordan 1. Coffee or tea? Coffee. If you can get yourself anything, what would it be? Um, a plane. What is your long dream job? Um, to work at Nike. What, uh, what store do you shop at the most? Um, Nike. <laughs> favorite, uh, well, what are the most, uh, what are you most grateful for? Uh, my family. Okay. Uh, Harlem Shake or Shake Shack? Shake Shack. Perfect. Cool. And uh, red or blue? Red. Red. Okay. That's it. That's 30 seconds there on the clock. Um, well, thank you so much again uh, for being here. Um, it's been an honor to, to get to know you a lot better. Um, and thank you again. Thank you for having me. Well, and there you have it. That was Off the Cuff with J.R. Nett.